play shows for five. Hey, can I get a ticket to 300 strong like the Battle of Thermopylae? Ain't no stopping me on my way up the mountain. A lot of anger in my life, a days I spent pouting. Venturing up and found a penny fountain in the street. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Ope Sports with Jordan Adams. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've had a show, so there is quite a lot to uh, dive into. So let's get right into it with uh, the NHL. Um, you know, I haven't really done picks. Um, after the Wild exit, I uh, I personally lose a lot of interest in the league. Um I mean, you know, I still appreciate some playoff hockey, and I'm fine with it, but I'm just too loyal to the Wild to really care about anything else after that point. Um, but I'll start off with the Golden Knights versus the Stars. I'm picking the Golden Knights. Um, you know, that's I, I really hate both of these teams, okay? Um, the Stars, obviously, because they were the Minnesota North Stars, and... Uh, now they're the Dallas Stars. Um, they beat us this season. They are a division rival. And finally, it would irritate the hell out of me if Ryan Seward were to win a cup. Especially for a division rival while we are paying him or have, you know, a large chunk of our um, salary cap dedicated to this player. Um... That would be a travesty, honestly. Um, so I'm sadly picking the Golden Knights, um, but that kind of gets into the other thing is, I, you know, the Golden Knights being this competitive year in and year out is kind of bullcrap. I mean, you saw the Kraken were in the second round as well. Um, these are brand new expansion teams, the two newest teams in the league, and they are... You know, you see the Golden Knights here, perennial uh, playoff contender, or should I say cup contender, while the Kraken are breaking into the second round in their second season. I mean, it's crazy. You know, the Wild, I remember their third season going all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Crazy. But that team overachieved. Um, if you were to compare that roster to the Golden Knights rosters of any of these years, um... I think you'd say, the, or, or agree with me, that the Wild did vastly overachieve that season. Um, you know, so, I, I, I think it kind of builds character having to suffer a little bit. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want them to be 10 or 20 years, or, you know, or like what the Wild are, which is one, you know, conference final appearance in your history after almost 25 years, um... But just the instant gratification, um, I don't know, it irritates the hell out of me, but I guess at the end of the day, maybe I should just be hoping that the, uh, Wild, you know, win more themselves instead of hoping other teams have less success, uh, but I still just, I, I I'm not a fan, <laughs> the whole expansion thing, I think it really, really blew, um, but hey, that's that's where we are. It's pretty much a lose-lose, in my opinion, whoever comes out of the West. So for that reason, I hope whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference wins the Stanley Cup. Um, and that brings us to the other side, the Florida Panthers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, 
I'm going to pick the Panthers. Um, I'd really like Carolina to win everything, though, because Brent Burns could get a Stanley Cup and, you know, a former wild player. But I, I just feel like he's, you know, he is a great defenseman. He's, you know, I've been a top tier player in the league for years, and I think he deserves a cup. I think that would be really cool to see Brent Burns hoist the Stanley Cup. But the Panthers eliminating the Bruins earlier in the preseason, or excuse me, the postseason. Um, you know, they have the best record, and, you know, they're trying to be the best team ever, and they have to win a cup to prove that. Um, and the Panthers spoiled their plans, so, you know, it's kind of a fun underdog story. Uh, really, whoever wins this series, please win it all. That's that's all I can say on that one. Um, and I suppose that is all for the picks, but uh, there is a tid bit of uh, wild news. Uh, the wild re-signed forward Marcus uh, Johansson. He's uh, 32 years old. He was signed to a two-year, $4 million contract. Um, you know, in the regular season, he uh, posted six goals, 12 assists, uh, good enough, 18 points, uh, plus six, uh, plus minus. And in the playoffs, he added two goals. Um, it was a minus five, plus minus in the playoffs. Um, you know, he, he definitely looked like one of the more... Um, engaged players that you know kind of popped out of the screen with some speed in the playoffs um i think i'd like you know you know pairing him with boldy going forward um i think you know it's a really good contract to get us through these last uh, couple of years with the uh suitor and crazy buyout uh penalties um you know i think he just um good contract that adds some skill um for you know the cheap um Pretty good for, you know, trading just a third round pick for him at the uh, trade deadline. Um, Billy G, he, uh, I think he pulled off a solid one there, getting a, a good contributor that can really uh, add to the team for, um, you know, the tail end of last season and the next two seasons. Um, and that's it for NHL news. So let's get right into NBA news. The uh, playoff series have already started. So I know giving my picks is um, perhaps cheating. But um, I said it in the last podcast episode, whoever wins the um, the the Denver series and whoever wins the Boston series is likely to represent uh, those conferences um, no matter what happens. And those are definitely the picks I'd stick with. Denver's up currently 1-0 against the Lakers, um, you know. I just feel like it's, I feel like it's, um, the, the Joker's year. I, I really do. I feel like out of all the teams, Denver just, they, they feel like this is probably the year for them. Like, it seems everything's going right. Everyone's healthy here, playing at a high level. Um, I just think getting past, uh, LeBron James is the last hurdle. Um, crazy how old he is and we're still, you know, talking about him this way and, that's a good thing. That that's that's a good thing for him and his legacy. Um, but I, I I don't I don't think he has the talent. He, he's he's not the number one player on that court in this series. And uh, Joker is you know he's presenting himself as possibly a top center 
of all time. I mean, I'm not going to say number one, number two, number three or anything right now, but he is climbing and, you know, becoming one of the great centers in the history of basketball. Um, I think a title here, you know, that, that would really solidify, it. you know, having two MVPs and a title. Um, that's, that, that's, that's, that's pretty big stuff, you know? Um, and then I'd also, you know, picking, picking Boston over Miami. Um, Miami's currently up 1-0. Jimmy Butler is, is, is just a dog. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's really a shame when us Timberwolves fans have to watch Miami have so much success. Watch Jimmy Butler have so much success. Um, he, he's just a true number one star player. And he's great in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he elevates himself further. Um, he, he's a true leader. And I think it's a shame that, you know, he, he, he didn't end up playing his prime in Minnesota. Um, he's probably glad he didn't waste it here, but, um, and we're not the only team that made that mistake. Um, you know, Tobias Harris being chosen over Jimmy Butler over in Philly. Um, you know, they've been in turmoil. Um, sure, Joel Embiid got MVP this year, but another second round exit, um, <laughs> which gets into the next, uh, topic of conversation doc rivers fired from um the philadelphia 76ers um you know just uh just another another you know playoff loss a big series loss again in his career just just keep adding to him to the disappointment um you know but it was rumored that james harden would have no interest in re-signing with the uh philadelphia 76ers if doc rivers remained the coach um, to me, that kind of forces their hand because, I, I mean, look, Harris isn't going to be your number two guy over there. I, I mean, he can, but not if you want to compete. Joel Embiid is eventually going to decline. He's eventually going to want to leave or something. You know, this is his prime. You have to chase your championships. And, you know, James Harden saying, or Joel Embiid you know, these two guys thinking that uh, they can't do it by themselves. Sure, but, you know, you're eating up huge contracts, and then you want to have abysmal performances in a elimination game. It's it's just, you know, the 76ers are in, are in disarray. And then you just watch Jimmy Butler just having his way with the East. Um, I, I gotta say it would be fun if Miami won. Kevin Love's on their team. Um... I I wouldn't hate if they advanced and won. Um, I don't hate Boston either. I just um, I I really feel like it's gonna be Boston and Denver. But uh, if I'm wrong on one of these series, I definitely think Miami would be the series uh, I would be wrong in easier. Um, well then, let's get off of that and speak on Ja Morant flashing another gun on Instagram Live. Um, you know he already did that during the regular season, and there was concerns about traveling with a firearm across you know state lines and stuff. Um, and the bottom line is, you know, if you're pro gun or you know anti gun, um, 
you're an NBA player and you need to be held to a higher regard. You know, you can't be doing dumb stuff. You can't be causing controversy. Every little thing is getting nitpicked. And I know that has to be so annoying uh, going, you know, just the basic stuff. But that's the trade off when you're making hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, I feel like everyone would be willing to be scrutinized and held to a little higher regard to make that kind of money. I feel like that's a no-brainer. It's just kind of hilarious how he went on to say, you know, I regret my actions and I'm a changed man. And then it's like not even that long after. And this dude just does it again. (laughs) Um, You know, good luck there in um, Memphis with John Morant. The sky is the limit for that team, and boy, boy, it it just does not look good. It looks like a team that's, you know, going to defeat themselves. Um, What a shame, what a shame. But uh, more positive news, uh, the San Antonio Spurs win the number one pick, and that uh, grants them the rights to Victor Wembanyama. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, this is uh, supposed to be one of the greatest prospects, if not the greatest prospect in basketball. Um, you know, LeBron James was called the chosen one and put on covers in uh, high school and, you know, was highly touted. Um, that's pretty lofty to me to say he's the highest, but, you know... Um, I do think he'll be a, a a very good player in the NBA. Um, just a crazy body, you know, seven two, two hundred and twenty nine pounds, uh, and he could shoot. Um, you know, that's that's a scary, that's a scary uh, prospect for the league to have to deal with. Um, but it's you know perfect for Coach uh, Popovic um, to have, you know, a final great big, you know, following in the shoes of Duncan Robinson and, uh, Tim Duncan. But, um, you know, I have to say that's, that, that has to be a lot of pressure for the kid because, you know, you you know, you're following those two greats. There's a lot of history down there in San Antonio, but overall, I just don't think, you know, you could have asked to land in a better spot. I, I really think that that's just absolutely perfect. And, I really hope San Antonio, you know, finds success with them. I think the league is better for it when when the Spurs are a playoff team. I, I really think that's true. Um, so that's um, that's going to be exciting coming into the NBA. We should have a very good player right away. Um, then let's get into um, more Timberwolves-related news. Uh, D'Angelo Russell said about being in Minnesota, I felt like I was held back, honestly. Just hilarious, hilarious. This guy is a streaky, streaky shooter. He is not a superstar. Um, you know, wondering what could have happened with that Brooklyn Nets team before they blew it up for uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and later James Harden. Um, they they had a really special squad with uh, D'Lo. Um, and, you know, they just got rid of it, which is fine. You know, they probably regret the hell out of it right now. But um, I think D'Lo is so full of, full of himself. Uh, he shot, I um, don't have the exact number in front of me, but something like 36% in game one 
Um, that's not gonna cut it. Um, you know, he had his best friend here, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, you know, we brought Rudy Gobert in. Sure, it didn't work. Uh, but there's still Anthony Edwards. Talent has come through this door. And say what you will about everything. If, if D'Angelo Russell was a more consistent shooter, we probably would have had more success during his tenure here. Um, He's not the guy the the Wolves need or want. We want, you know, someone who's better defensively and uh, more of a facilitator rather than a volume shooter. Um, you know, I, we were reading the other day when the Nuggets um, beat the uh, Lakers, you know, they were attacking D'Angelo Russell because he's weak on defense. Um, you know, very, very easy guy to go after. Um, and you're paying a lot of money to him. You, you can't... You can't rely on other guys to to step up. Um, you know, you got LeBron James, who's you know an old veteran. And you got um, Anthony Davis, who's an injury prone big. And I feel like D'Lo was really brought in to you know take off some of that pressure, be the the young guy to you know be that energy charge. And I mean, he's obviously the worst defensively out of the three. Um, and if he's not shooting well, <laughs> that's just a recipe for disaster. Um, so I, I, I just think it's kind of it's kind of funny how you blame things in Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I feel like overall should be glad um, we've moved on from him. Wasn't going to work out. Um, that's just kind of sad. Um, and then let's get into Anthony Edwards wanting to surpass Michael Jordan. Um, so they're both all rookie first team players. Um, Edwards has one all star appearance so far. Uh, so this is the accolades he has to catch up to. And Michael Jordan was a six-time NBA champion, a six-time finals MVP, a five-time league MVP, a 14-time all-star, three-time all-star game MVP, 10-time first-team All-NBA, one-time second-team All-NBA, one-time defensive player of the year, nine-time first-team All-Defense, a three-time steel leader, a ten-time scoring champion, a two-time slam dunk contest, and he won rookie of the year, which um, Anthony Edwards already lost. So, good luck, kid. Good luck. Um, I, I don't think it's something to laugh at. I, I think that that should excite Minnesota fans, that this player, you know, he seems to really put the work in. He's getting better. Um, I, I think he's more talented than Cat ever was. Uh, you know, he, he could easily be the number two T Timberwolf of all time behind Kevin Garnett after just a couple more seasons. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, honestly, though, we're, we're talking about the Wolves here. Um, I know I said six championships. If he brought one championship to the Minnesota Timberwolves, just one I'm sorry, I think you gotta call him an all-time great, okay? Seriously, none of these other stars have ever said, I'm gonna go win one in Minnesota. Because seriously, if LeBron James had come to Minnesota and won a championship, how could anyone deny him his greatness? I, I think you'd say he's better than Michael Jordan. Honestly, winning in Minnesota is worth so many championships. If the Lakers win one, it's just another. That's really all it is. If Minnesota won one... It's, you know, etched in history forever. You know, we might celebrate that for the rest of our lives, and that's it. 
Um, so let's just hope he can get us that. If he can just get a fraction of that, just just the one title and you know a couple of his other accolades, I'll I'll I'll, I'll die on that hill saying that Ant is better than Michael Jordan. Just bring me one championship and I'll die on that hill. Um, so good luck, kid. <laughs> let's get into the NFL. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, uh, defensive tackle from the New York Giants, was signed to a four-year, $90 million contract. Uh, $60 million of that is guaranteed. It makes him the third-highest-paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Um, you know, he made a Pro Bowl and a second-team All-Pro last season. Um, you know, a young guy, only 25 right now. Um, you know, there's just not a lot of cash to go around on the Giants, um, you know, you just signed him, and you signed Daniel Jones, um, what's gonna go on with Barkley, that's, that's, that's my concern, I mean, are you gonna give him away, who, who else are you planning on bringing in, because you've given out two big contracts, and I, I don't think this contract's necessarily bad, I think, you know, uh, you, you pay him on his potential, and how young he is, you, you know, just hope for the best, Daniel Jones, I would not have paid the amount of money he got. Um, so, uh, it's, we're, we're going to have to see. I, I'd honestly, I'd rather uh, paid Barkley over Jones, but I'm uh, I'm just on a podcast. I'm not running the Giants front office. So, um, And then Mechie Beckham, uh, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, his fifth-year option was declined uh, from the Jets. It's a... Uh, O-lineman. Um, he was a 2020 draft pick, 11th overall, and he's only played 15 games. Um, you know, that's a huge bust. I uh, just can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, just a couple years ago, he was drafted, and he hasn't even played a season's worth. He hasn't even played one season's worth of games. Um, you know, a huge blow for a team that just seems to be on a rotation of struggling. Um, so we'll see if this, uh, Aaron Rodgers will turn things around. So let's talk other Jets news as well. Uh, the Jets add Randall Cobb, the one-year deal, uh, you know, his best days worth Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a good depth piece on a talented wide receiver core. Um, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and Corey Davis uh, to pair with uh, Randall Cobb. They have good running backs. Um, you know, I, I think the Jets are really going to be a good team. Um, we're going to have to wait to the preseason. Um, we'll eventually do some, some um, predictions on the playoffs, but, you know, I, I think the Jets really have to be considered. Um, you know, they're making a lot of moves. I think they had a talented team, and I, I, not that I think Cobb is pushing them over the le- uh, over the edge. Um, you know, I just think Rodgers brings that pedigree. Um, but you know, I don't think Cobb is a bad fourth receiver. I think you know most people would probably be fine with Cobb as their fourth guy. Um, now. Um, Tyler Johnson, wide receiver, uh, was released by the Raiders. If you don't know who that is, he was a former uh, Minnesota Golden Gopher. Uh, he's also played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Houston Texans. Um, and he was a Super Bowl champion with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers when um, they won with Tom Brady a few years back. Uh, 48 career receptions, 529 yards, and two touchdowns, and... 33 career games um 
you know, I, I think maybe he might be a solid depth piece for the Vikings. Um, another hometown kid, um, a feel-good story, I guess. I mean, you know, I read out his stats. He hasn't really popped off any of the years, but, um, you know, he is a hometown kid. He was a good player for the Gophers, and, you know, he... he he did win a Super Bowl in the NFL, and that's more than most players can say, even if he's just, you know, more of a depth piece. Um, might be nice to bring that, you know, championship into the locker room, you know, for at least training camp, preseason, see if he works out. Um, you know, it, you can never have too much depth, and that's what I think. And uh, the Vikings think that too with the moves they've made this offseason. Um, so that might be a fun, a fun player to bring in. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, but also in wide receiver news, Jalen Rager, his fifth year option was declined. So he'll be a 2024 free agent. Uh, last year, eight receptions, 104 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, not great. Um, I, I believe I was watching a game when Cousins threw an interception because Rager was just like looking cluelessly around the field. Um, and like a stat popped up saying that it's, it, when you throw it a Rhaegar down the field, it's more likely to be intercepted than he's going to come down with it. Um, you know, he's not a good player. I don't even think he should be our punt returner. I honestly would hope we could cut him. I feel like we made the trade, um, you know, for just a low risk, high reward, and it didn't pan out. And uh, honestly, I, I would rather have Tyler Johnson on the roster than Jalen Rager. I would rather have so many people over Jalen Rager. I, I I just don't like him. I don't think he helps in the wide receiver room. I think he's a distraction because he does have good speed. So, you know, you kind of have expectations like maybe he can do this. And I think that's a distraction. I, I don't think there should be any plays for him. I don't think he should be on the field at all. I And if, you know, our, a wide receiver goes out and he comes into the field as our best option, I'm not satisfied and I'm not confident. So I, I'm not surprised that his option was declined, uh, especially when it was going to pay him north of $12 million. He'll be lucky to get veteran minimum contracts going forward. Um, the Vikings also added John Reed, a cornerback. Um, you know, played 27 games, um, four starts over the three seasons he's been in the league. He was added via waiver wire. Um, you know, 30 tackles and three pass deflections in his career. Just another depth piece. Um, you know, a lot of corners left or we got rid of and, you know, the defense was atrocious last season. So as I've said, keep bringing that depth in, keep bringing the competition, you know, cannot have too many cornerbacks. And I'm glad the Vikings feel the same. Um, you know, I'm not expecting this guy to make the team or anything, but maybe let's hope. Let's hope that at least one of these guys decides to really step it up and, you know, take advantage of the opportunity because your best chance of starting in the NFL, if you're a sec in the secondary, is on the Minnesota Vikings. That's for sure. So if you can't do it here, you're probably not going to do it elsewhere. Um, then let's go to Vikings undrafted free agent news. Um, we did sign Army Edge Andre Carter the second. Uh, 6'7", 260 pounds. Now, this undrafted free agent was given a 40k signing bonus and 300k base salary. Uh, that's, that's substantial money for someone who went undrafted. 
Um, you know, in 2021, he had 15 and a half sacks, which put him high on um, draft boards. But then this past season, it fell to only three and a half sacks. Um, to just leave and fall off the board completely and to be able to just bring in, I think that's huge for the Vikings. Um, hopefully he can add, you know, a dynamic to the team. I, I think paying him that um, instills confidence that he's likely to make the roster. Uh, again, you know, a very weak defense last season. I think, you know, undrafted people probably want to come here on the defensive end because, um, if you're any good, you know, you, you can show off here and, and you'll have a place on the field. You'll, you'll definitely get playing time because we need quality players and we need playmakers. So, you know, that. Uh, 15 and a half sacks, if that can be replicated or even halved, I think that is an absolute steal, and I would commend the front office for, you know, nabbing this gem. Uh, I think he's a very exciting player to keep your eyes on, and potentially he could be the, I want to say second or third or at worst fourth best player from our uh, draft class. I think um, Addison is obviously, you know, the number one, but uh, the cornerback we drafted in um, the third round and then the defensive tackle we got, I I do have, um, I, I have high hopes for them. Um, but this, uh, this guy, you know, I, I'm hearing buzz and that excites me. Um, and we're definitely going to need some pass rush help now that uh, Zadarius Smith has officially been traded to the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Vikings get 2024 and 2025 fifth round picks. Browns get Zadarius Smith and 2025 sixth rounder and 2025 seventh rounder. Um, as far as the draft picks go, I feel like we won, uh, sounds like he wasn't going to be on the team anyway, didn't want to be here, um, you know, I was really hoping that something could be worked out, um, just because the defense was weak, and, and, you know, he was, he was really strong the first half of the season, um, and, you know, I think that really made our defense look a lot better than it was early on, um, now, hopefully, Andre Carter and Davenport can give us a pass rush to pair with Hunter. Um, Because, I mean, look, Smith was injury prone. He completely vanished the second half of the season. And, you know, without him, we really didn't have anything of a pass rush. Um, So I'm just, I'm really hoping these guys he brought in can equal this. Um at least stay healthy because, you know, the best ability is availability, uh, something Zadarius Smith didn't have. Um, so just looking at what the Browns have with him and Garrett, um, you know, I think Miles Garrett's a very good uh, edge rusher, and, you know, you know what you're getting with him, but I think Zadarius Smith you're going to have on and off. I think, you know, his injury proneness is going to continue or become worse, and he'll be a streaky player. Um you know, and as a Viking fan, I, I kind of hope that's what happens. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, that's it for today. Um, 
hopefully we'll get another episode out um, probably once the NHL and NBA uh, final series start, the championship rounds. Um, once that starts, probably before that, I'll try and get another podcast out. Um, until then, thank you so much for listening, and that's Jordan Adams signing off. Play shows for five. Hey, can I get a ticket to 300 strong like the Battle of Thermopylae? Ain't no stopping me on my way up the mountain. A lot of anger in my life, a days I spent counting. Venturing up and found a penny fountain. Industry 